welcome to the Dumptus Comedy and our reading of Purgatory. And today we come to chapter 5 to 7. So we're going to take these three chapters in one episode, in part because this is the anti-purgatory and things are like the narrative part is a bit slow in the anti-purgatory as showing and being an example of the state of being in the purgatory and just waiting. So it sometimes feels a little bit slow, a part of the reading, but it's also packed with history so much of the local history of the city-states in the north of Italy and the, the 12 and the early 1300s. So we're going to focus on on briefly the, the literal part and then talk more about the interpretation and some of the symbolism here. So what is happening in these three chapters is that they are walking still and then they meet the third group, those souls who died a violent death but they repented in the last second. So... Uh, now you get then so much of the of the uh, <laughs> bit of the brutal history of of uh, northern Italy at the time, and then they also uh, there's a little moment there. We're going to read from this when they see the shadow from the mountain. You have this thing that the time and uh, the time is passing, and then they also meet Sordello. So this is very important. Sordello is a Roman poet, and then they ask him for directions, and then. Sordello is also from Mantova, the same city as Virgil. So they they have this huge embrace, and Sordello is a big admirer of Virgil, and he's also very symbolically important, as we will get to in a second. And then they keep moving. They walk up to the Valley of the Princes, which is the fourth group in the Antipurgatory. And then the day is coming to an end, and that's where it ends. So this is kind of the, the third and the fourth group then they meet Sorello, and then they also learn a little bit about the nature of ascending and the mountain. So we're going to look at, we're going to have some readings now also. So we're going to start with a passage in the opening of chapter 5. So this is about uh, both kind of your inner character and a little bit of the reflection of the mountain as some something in you when there is some... Uh, like. The pilgrim is being distracted. So this is another theme, like avoid distractions in this process, in the climb. And if you want to learn out of the, about the virtues and the vices, there's a necessity of being focused. And this is why Dante is putting in this, this moment where he is being distracted by some talk from some of the, the shades, but then Virgil is bringing him back. And he is then saying, Virgil is saying, keep up with me and let the people talk. Be like a solid tower whose brave height remains unmoved by all the winds that blow. The man who lets his thoughts be turned aside by one thing or another will lose sight of his true goal, his mind sapped of its strength. So this is a message both to the pilgrim and to us as, as readers and also in general. So like... Building the character. There's a bit of the spirit of Cato in this almost as well. Just being, doing the hard work and being like stoic, unemotional, focused. And also a solid tower and the height is very much close to what we just have, uh, what has been described as the experience of seeing the mountains kind of soaring into the, way up into the skies and sort of into the heavens as well. So that's the point of about being focused and then we have this little uh, scene where we get the invocation again of Beatrice. 
because there's a question and then Pilgrim is asking Virgil for explanations and Virgil explains it uh, partially or he makes uh, an overall explanation but then he's saying do not try to resolve so deep a doubt wait until she shall make it clearer she the light between truth and intelligence this is a very profound way of describing the role of Beatrice later as being both theology intuition in a sense revelation of the more of the divine knowledge and kind of the the heavens and the light that brings brings us in the story towards the 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 top of the ten spheres and the divine light in itself and Virgil continues you understand me I mean Beatrice she will appear upon this mountain top you will behold her smiling in her bliss I said my lord let us make greater haste I'm not as tired as I was before and look the mountain casts a shadow now so here we have a sort of a a motivation or what what the rewards will be when we get to the top and and just in a longer sense also getting into the paradise so this is then giving the pilgrim new energy to keep climbing and also is a little hint to us as well when we read because again these these few chapters are a little bit kind of still standing purposely on from Dante as a writer because very often the ex the emotional experience of reading the comedy is reflecting a deeper point in in that canto you're in if it's uh, confusing if it's standing still if it's moving very fast uh, if it's very emotional all of these things the ways of just uh, illustrating a point or a theme of the chapter in itself and then the mountain cast a shadow is just one of those subtle reminders that you have time here so the sun is moving you have change and then change and time is very very much connected it's, it's a bit like uh, the Aristotelian way of thinking of time as a measure stick for change in itself so as the when the shadow when you have a shadow it means that there has been a change and it means that time has passed and we have two more excerpts one is here when they it's getting closer to the end of the first day so then Sordello is telling them that they have to stop because they can't climb the mountain when it's dark so this is what Sordello is saying but see the day is coming to an end at night it is forbidden to ascend so we should think of some good place to rest off to the right here is a group of souls if you allow me I shall take you there I think you will take pleasure meeting them and then Virgil is uh, confused about this what do you mean my guide said if a soul started to climb at night would he be stopped or would he simply find he could not move and then Sordello drew his finger along the ground answering look after the sun has set you could not go a step beyond this line there's nothing that prevents our going up except the darkness of the shadows this alone afflicts the will with impotence we can and he adds we can indeed go down the slope and roam as far around the mountain as we wish as long as the horizon locks out day so the symbolism here is that 
there's a need of the light in sense of the uh, it's getting kind of more and more of like uh, hinting of the divine here so you you need some of this divine light to be able to grow and and ascend in your knowledge and understand more kind of going higher up the mountain symbolic of your understanding you can still go sideways or downwards without that kind of light in you who will guide you on your on your path but when it's gone you you will not have as i said like the will will be impotent that there will be no energy to to guide you into kind of the right direction and to keep working so that's the third excerpt and the last one is when they enter the valley of princes uh, but there's also something very important to say about Sordello because he is a he's a Roman poet, but he was also he also had faith. While Virgil is pagan, so you see this early transitional technique here that Virgil, as a pagan who is in limbo in the inferno and he's never been to purgatory before, while Sordello is in purgatory, he's a saved soul, so he. He is now still in antipurgatory, but he can help them. And he also has an opening into the, the, the world of Beatrice, in a sense, to more the spiritual and towards the divine. So he is he's a version of Virgil that is just a little bit uh, further up on the, on the journey. And they are also very much kind of close to each other. The embrace lasts for a long time. So... Um, I'm just going to continue a few more minutes. We're going a little bit more than 10 minutes today just because we're taking these three in one, one bulk. So the last point we wanted to point to is just when they come to the Valley of the Princess because it's, such, it's so full of beauty and a very deep reference. So it says here, so this is at the, the middle of Canto 7, think of fine silver, gold, cochineal, white lead, Indian wood, glowing and deeply clear, fresh emerald, the instant it is split. The brilliant colors of the grass and flowers within that dale would outshine all of these, as nature naturally surpasses art. So this one is important because of the beauty and also because it's hinting to the passages in Exodus as well, when they are, when, so then, in the sense that like Moses is ascending the mountain and he is getting the, the pattern of the tabernacle, this mini temple, uh, as a, as a spiritual construct, and then he's told like, like go down the mountain and build a material version of, of the spiritual structure of the tabernacle, but this language of silver and gold and wood, is very kind of repeatedly described. In Exodus, so this is another point where Dante is is merging the feeling and the language of of the Purgatory Mountain and the Exodus story. And it's also then th this thing of saying that it is uh, the beyond language is is almost one of the defining features of Dionysius, who is one of those early uh, well, like mystical writers that describes the divine always as something beyond. So anything you can imagine, the divine is beyond that as a way of, of repeating 
the, the topic of humility that whatever we can imagine or, or kind of build a, a concept or con, uh, some uh, some sentiment or intuition of something beyond it's still the reality of the beyond is beyond what we are able to <laughs> to to grasp so there's this humility in this which is important for for uh, learning in this process and it's also kind of the spirit of the mountain as well so that is why um, the word outshine all of these is this beyond language and then nature is surpassing art okay so those are the main points for for this passage of chapter five to seven again some of the major points of of the symbolism will be the distractions sordello as a guide he is a poet but he also has faith and then more of the nature of ascending that they can only do it with the metaphorical daylight the divine light to shine that will lead them and fill them with the right will to keep moving okay so we're now then at we're in the valley of the princess we're right before the gate the gate comes in chapter 9 but there's also chapter uh, 8 is full of deep symbolism and it's a very very interesting and and kind of inspiring part of the antipurgatory before we get to the real purgatory so with that i'm going to stop it here hope some of this was interesting some food for thought and helpful just to interpret it it's hugely um, helpful also to kind of read the mark musa version to get the storyline there's much more in every chapter and um, as always if you have any questions just send us an email at hello at dantescomedy.com and um, then just want to say thank you so much for listening hope you're having a great day and uh, see you again next time <laughs>